Welcome to Family Office Connections. I'm Edward Marshall, Managing Director at Boston Private. Today, we continue our series of discussions focused on the results of the Family Office survey that we recently released. In that report, we asked over 200 Family Office executives to give us their thoughts on risk and threat matters that they face every single day. The results were illuminating on one hand, uh, answering a lot of questions, but also ended up posing some new ones and provided some unexpected insights into the risk management characteristics and behaviors of family offices. Uh, these findings certainly open new areas to evaluate and present opportunities for both family all families and the advisors uh, that support them to address risk more effectively. My guest today is John Profeta of Medical Excellence International. John, uh, before we get started, uh, give us a little bit about your background and then if you wouldn't mind spending a little time talking about your work with family offices. Thank you, Eddie. I really appreciate this opportunity to, uh, to speak with you uh, and, and uh, your, your very distinguished audience. Very much appreciated. Uh, I'm John Profeta. I am chairman of Medical Excellence uh, International. We are a international private health advisory company uh, that manages uh, healthcare for somewhere around 300 uh, very affluent families throughout the world. Uh, the company has operations in, in uh, China, Hong Kong, uh, Moscow, uh, London, and in, in the United States. And we have members in, in, in all of those locations, plus, plus others. Thanks, John. So uh, let's, let's get started talking about um, one of the findings that I think is particularly relevant given the work that you do with family offices, and that's around health and travel risks. Um, and, and sort of the attention that has not been uh, seriously placed upon uh, that area that we found and that, that family offices uh, put towards that. Uh, one of the issues that we uncovered was that very few family offices dedicated uh, significant resources towards medical advisory services. What, uh, what do you think of that? And, and how has that played out in your practice? Well, first of all, I, I want to commend you on, on codifying uh, it, it data points and, and information points for family offices that were long part of the lore of the industry, but never really perfectly uh, codified in, in, in numbers. You've been able to do that, and, and I, I think it's a, a very good support point for organizations like mine that sell services to the affluent world uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and try to provide very, very good data in terms of why they should use programs like ours. So in terms of answering your, your question directly, the way that medical excellence work is mainly through word of mouth. Uh, and, and I find that interesting because uh, very few uh, banks like you know, yours uh, is one of the exceptions that, that actually advocates providing excellent third-party services uh, to, uh, uh, to families and uh, affluent families and, and, uh, and, and their organizations. But in terms of specifically the area of travel, um, we've done a couple of studies our, ourselves within, within our uh, 300 or so person group or, or family group. Uh, and we found that on average, uh, individuals in uh, the principals of these families will spend uh, a an 
inordinate amount of time out of their home country. Uh, and generally will go on about 14 trips per year outside of their home country. Uh, and wh what does that mean? Well, it, it means, as it pertains to your question, it means risk. Um, as when, and, and in many countries, even, even in their home countries, uh, the medical care system might not be that excellent. But in many cases also, uh, when they travel to a, uh, another country, uh, they are generally going to places that uh, don't have great health care either. There's a lot of risk uh, that's inherent in that. And the interesting thing is, for a number of years, there have been uh, services that have been available to people uh, to, uh, to mitigate that risk. One is anyone that's affluent uh, should have a, an emergency ripcord in terms of if they have a medical emergency in a country, they have a highly defined process in terms of how to get high quality healthcare when they're there and, and having an issue, number one. Number two, they should also have a lifeline in terms of moving them uh, to the highest quality healthcare possible. Uh, generally, that's in another country. Uh, I'm not, uh, I, I know I'm not surprising you at all by saying that uh, the overwhelming majority of affluent families, both international and domestic here in the United States, actually do not have that safety plan, uh, even though those plans uh, have been uh, available for a number of years. So you bringing this onto the table is, 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 is a very important item. So given the, you know, the, the likelihood that a family office and you know the principles that they support are going to face a medical situation, whether it's a you know a, a debilitating disease or a medical emergency. Why why do you think that there's so little attention uh, to working with professional advisors around that? Uh, on one hand, and on the other hand, how have you seen families do it well? I think there's a number of factors in terms of why individuals don't access it. I think the biggest reason is a number of affluent families don't understand that there are highly professional and, and very discreet organizations that they can trust uh, uh, to pull their, their, their family's healthcare needs, both domestically and internationally, together. I mean, I, I think that's one of the major factors. Uh, another factor is, is, is the trust uh, issue. Uh, and then, and then the third, uh, a very big issue uh, or reason why uh, people don't uh, access these types of programs is because they actually think that the ecosystem that they have, which is generally pretty rickety, is actually good enough for them. Uh, and it, that's and a common it, refrain. If you, it if, is, you know, in terms of you know, we we have relationships at the board of XYZ Hospital or or, or things from there. How do you? Now, what do you say to families when, when you encounter that? And, and what's, what's, how do you separate fact from fiction there? Well, I, I let them know that uh, uh, the, the international departments of, of, of the, uh, the large academic medical centers and the administrative offices, they only work till, from nine to five in, uh, in, in, in the United States. So, uh, uh, you know, you may be, if, if you know a board member, you may be able to call that board member, have that board member call whomever on, on, the, on, the, on the, the staff, but I'm telling you that's a very, very rickety way of doing things, and it's a very bad idea in the middle of the night when these things generally come. 
So the reality is uh, you can you can go through a very informal way and hope that things go well, or you can use a professional service whose organization is built and dedicated to be 24-7 and instantly reactive to any medical issue that an individual may have anywhere. Um, and, and so if, if someone can build that, that ecosystem according to that reality, right, uh, uh, fine. And, and, and I recommend that they do it. I also don't, you know, being a 30-year veteran of, of, of healthcare, I don't believe that anybody can do that privately. I believe that professional management of healthcare is actually actually essential for affluent families uh, for a number of reasons and, and emergencies and both big and small uh, when they're traveling is, is just actually a small part of that. I can imagine uh, it's not just emergencies that, that there's probably a lot of instances where you're working with families and they have a very specific condition or a requirement of a expertise and it can be daunting just to figure out our own health insurance, let alone figure out the a specialist in that area. Well, and, and uh, I, I'll, I'll echo what you say, agree with it totally and, and give you a small add to that, which is medicine is moving so rapidly. The innovations in medicine is, is moving so, so quickly uh, that it is very, very difficult for anyone uh, to 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 follow it, so I would I would say that a family office, even a family office of very very large means, would find it extremely difficult to keep abreast of of the pace of of medicine medical innovation, knowing exactly uh, where the innovations are, exactly what the best treatments are, and who the best practitioners. Plus, having access to those individuals, I just look at it as too daunting for for any uh, family office individually, even even those with with fantastic uh, contacts. So, uh, what what we offer, uh, what medical excellence offers, is is a different route, which is uh, leave that intelligence arena to us. We spend a lot of time, a lot of money, expend a lot of sweat going out there and actually finding out who is the best, nurturing relationships with them uh, so that our members have access, absolute access when, when they need it. Uh, and, and as I mentioned to you, I, I, I think that uh, the most important thing here to realize is um, a lot of data that individuals work with uh, when they're using their quote unquote network is extremely, extremely anecdotal. And much of it is extremely dated as well. So if individuals are quite interested in state-of-the-art uh, information and state-of-the-science capabilities, uh, you need an intelligence function that most, uh, most family offices will, will, will not fund on their own. And therefore, my recommendation is uh, rather than accept an a, uh, imperfect situation, uh, go out and, and, get, and get a relationship with a private health advisory firm. So uh, it, one factor that I don't think we can end this conversation without talking about is coronavirus. I mean, that it's something that we uh, didn't even envision uh, when we started putting this risk survey together uh, back in 2019 and, and, and kind of framing it, but certain something that we had to add to it 
you know, one of the things that we found is that almost a third of families didn't have a business continuity plan. There were a lot of other issues. There were uh, folks struggling on, uh, you know, different family members that were spread around the country and certainly family offices uh, trying to get everything in a work from home type environment versus being in the office. You know, knowing what you know now and knowing what you've worked with family offices uh, over this uh, pandemic period, what's a one thing or a couple things that you would have uh, and recommend to families to change uh, to prepare for the next kind of disruption, whether it's a, especially if it's a medical one like this one? Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a, that's a great question. And, and as you quite rightly said, uh, anticipating this one uh, is, would, would have been almost impossible to do. And I'll, I'll also say that anticipating the exact nature of the next one, and it will come, uh, is impossible to predict as well. And that, that makes it uh, very, very difficult to come uh, at, the, at a future problem with, with uh, a concrete action plan in terms of exactly what to do, but there are best practices. And I bear this out of experience in that also, I have three owners that are, uh, of, uh, that are part of medical excellence ownership structure. One is, one is myself, uh, the other one is uh, CB Star, Hank Greenberg's uh, family office vehicle, and uh, Roman Abramovich's uh, family office vehicle, uh, Millhouse. Uh, so we are, we are kind of born and and uh, and and stay very very close to, born out of and stay very close to the the family office ethos. It's part of our DNA. Uh, so so with that, I I have witnessed. Uh, uh, major disruptions uh, internationally of, of businesses, uh, but the two organizations that I work with actually have had a very smooth, professional, uh, I mean, you know, there, there was some disruption, but the reality is their businesses are running just fine because they have, uh, they, they made plans and they believe in, uh, in, in making plans. So, uh, you know, in terms of the healthcare aspect of this, I think what family offices have to really realize, and it's really important in, in my mind uh, to, to realize this, is that um, we're getting a lot of filtered garbage information uh, in terms of this current pandemic. Uh, we will get garbage in the next pandemic as well. So we, we have to have our own sensors and our own filters in terms of this. One of the ways to do that is is to look at the journals uh, as as they come out. The 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 Lancet New England uh, Medical Journal, uh, not their magazines because they're they're not real time, but they're blogs and and their and their electronic feeds. There you can get unbiased, real time feeds in terms of exactly what's going on uh, in in terms of at least right now in terms of the COVID situation that is not filtered within a political uh, or economic prism because um, most of the information that Americans are receiving, and by the way, embarrassingly so in, on an international basis, uh, uh, we're, we're getting embarrassed internationally. The reality here is uh, that there's a lot of very, very bad information and conflicting information that's going on. Uh, so so my, my recommendation, again, uh, is, is uh, it's a really good idea to uh, either place someone uh, in the family office 
in, in charge of, of monitoring what's going out there in terms of healthcare or um, get a private health advisory company to help you do it. Uh, because that's, the, you know, that's part of our job. Our members are constantly getting updates in terms of what's going on uh, as far as COVID is concerned and as far as therapeutics and the real numbers uh, in terms of therapeutics. I mean, the reality now is, is, is that if you listen to the, the newspaper uh, or, or, the, uh, or the news feeds, that someone going into the hospital today has the same or worse uh, prognosis than they did in March. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's the, abs- it's the absolute opposite of that. But if you were listening to the papers or, or, or listening to the news speech, you would think that. Uh, so, so you need to get the right uh, information feeds to get the right information to make the right decisions uh, uh, for the family's health and, and also for their business. Um, it's interesting that you bring up, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the threat dashboard, because uh, uh, I, I really do believe that uh, in the future, we're going to have more of these things. Maybe not more often, but we're going to have additional, additional ones. And it's not going to be the same. Uh, and, and so when, when I speak of this, I, I, speak it, I speak of it in terms of making sure that uh, family offices have the right information feeds in terms of healthcare so that they can really make the right decisions. And the decisions that they make not only are for their business continuity, but also for their health. And then third, if you have the right information, it also gives you a pretty good uh, uh, basis for making investments into, uh, uh, in, in, into situations like these and, and doing it intelligently uh, with, with the right data points uh, and, and allowing, uh, uh, allowing one to make the right decisions across the board. Thanks, John. I uh, really appreciate you, you joining uh, me today and, and, and certainly providing some interesting insights in, into the space that you've seen uh, on the healthcare front. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with John or uh, to folks that are listening or you have any questions, do send us an email to familyoffice at bostonprivate.com. I'd also that you recommend uh, that you check out our website. You can sign up for uh, numerous resources. You can download this paper, uh, get this podcast, and much, much more in your inbox. Uh, that website is bostonprivate.com forward slash family office. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever platform you prefer to listen to. And that's it for today. Uh, check back for a new podcast next week. Bye, everybody. This podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. The opinions expressed and information contained in this podcast are given in good faith, may be subject to change without notice, and are as of the date issued. All sourced information is believed to be reliable but has not been independently verified. This podcast discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic, market, or political conditions and should not be construed as personalized investment advice. The following does not represent a complete analysis of every material fact with respect to the topics covered herein. All investments carry a risk of loss. Neither BPW nor its investment professionals or representatives provide tax, accounting, or legal advice. Listeners should review any planned financial transactions or arrangements that may have tax, accounting, or legal implications with their advisors. For additional information about us, please refer to our Form ADV Disclosure Brochure.
which may be obtained by contacting us at 800-422-6172 or info at bostonprivate.com. Private banking and trust services are offered through Boston Private Bank and Trust Company, a Massachusetts chartered trust company. Wealth management services are offered through Boston Private Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor and wholly owned subsidiary of Boston Private Bank and Trust Company. Boston Private Bank is an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value.